Welcome to Soul Cravings with psychotherapist and writer Karen Seeger. In her show, Karen talks about how to take care, cope, grow, and thrive through difficult times like change, anxiety, loss, death, illness, loneliness, and hopelessness. Karen draws on her knowledge as a therapist, her own life experiences, and offers support locally and globally, and records her shows on her orange houseboat on the River Thames. And now, over to your show host, Karen Seeger. Hello and welcome to this edition of Soul Cravings with me, Karen Seeger. I'm a psychotherapist and writer, and today I would like to talk about an emotion we all carry, resentment. What is it about? Why does it happen? And what can you do about it? I want to share four key steps with you that hopefully help you to stop feeling resentful. If this is your first time here, then you're most welcome. If you joined me before and you've come back for more, then it's great to have you back. I hope we all together will enjoy the next 20 minutes of down-to-earth talk and hopefully some support for you wherever you are. You know how it feels? How do you express it? Do you know where it comes from? What do you do about it? Do you carry it inside or do you explode? Resentment can be very painful. Resentment can be justified or unjustified. Sometimes we seem to dwell on resentment. We seem to attract resentment in others. We seem to be resentful and when we are in that place there are lots of things that happen in our lives that we can be resentful about. It's an emotion which is very difficult and very painful yet also very seductive. It's like anger but not like anger. It's something that can fester and simmer away and become a way of life, a way of looking at life, a way of behaving towards others and a way of behaving towards ourselves. It can be very difficult to live with someone who carries a lot of resentment. Indeed, it can be difficult to live with ourselves if we are full of resentment. Resentment doesn't get the best out of us because we may always look at the things that haven't worked out well, that are faulty, that are lacking, that are not perfect, that will never get there. It's something that is about disappointment, disappointment that has happened and disappointment that we expect to happen. And so we can cloud our expectations of others, of life and of ourselves. Resentment, like many other difficult and perhaps even unpleasant feelings, is normal. But getting stuck in resentment is counterproductive and it can leave us in a negative, dark and lonely place, even when we are surrounded by others, even when we are in a relationship or live with our families. Resentment I put it to you, is a waste of good energy. 
but what can we do and how can we get out of it? I don't know about you, but sometimes we can do resentment so well that no one would ever guess just how much resentment we carry because we can hide it well. We can smile through gritted teeth. At other times, we can cram in so much resentment and carry it for years, decades, even a lifetime. Now, that is a skill and it requires determination, focus and a lot of energy. Difficult and harmful feelings can also be a skill. But imagine what else you could do with all the energy that it takes for you to feel resentful, for you to fuel your own resentment. So why do we get stuck in resentment and why do we overburden with resentment ourselves and others? I used to be a master resenter and I have my moments still when I can do resentment really well. But I decided I had to thoroughly knock it on the head because it became unbearably hard and painful to live life like that. I think it is something that I saw happening a lot in my childhood and perhaps that's how I developed the resentful habit. I don't know. I don't want to excuse it away. Resentment does not leave much room for the good stuff, like cheerfulness, hope, gratitude, being light-hearted, spontaneous, being good company, being happy, to feel love. For me, feeling resentful became too negative and too dark. I had enough on my plate, enough problems to deal with. I couldn't hold on to much more. Now, there is nothing right or wrong about resentment. As I said before, it is a normal feeling. Often it is what I call residual anger, something that is left over from situations that made us very angry. Or sometimes it's that that displeasure that we feel before it builds into anger because sometimes we don't allow it to build into anger. We can feel resentful because we might feel an injustice had or has occurred. We can feel resentful about betrayals of trust, indifference that people show us and so on. Some circumstances or human behaviour will make us feel angry. And unless we do something helpful and constructive about it, then the anger will fester and turn into resentment or bitterness. And before we know it, it can become a permanent state of being and looking at the world. Instead of rose-tinted glasses, we look at life through dark shades of resentment. You may also recognize some of the physical manifestations of resentment. It can present differently in different people. It can even present differently within us at different times. There is the knotted stomach, the heaviness in the chest or heart, the lump in the throat, 
the tension in the shoulders, lower back or other parts of the body. There can be headaches. There can be restless sleep. There can be a lot more. There can be clenching of the teeth and clenching of the fists. If you are a master resenter, you will have at least some of these physical manifestations of resentment. Now today I would like to share with you four steps which I hope will help you to finish with your resentment. I've thought of them myself, this is how I'm helping myself, there are probably a lot more and you may have your own. If you do, then feel free to let me know. It's always great to receive feedback and to share it with others. So, how to channel the skill and energy it takes to do resentment into a more helpful way of dealing with people and situations that trigger resentment in us. Step 1. Pick an example. I'll give you one. When I started looking at my resentment pattern, I would pick a situation that made me feel really angry and resentful. And I tried to articulate in my head, you can also say it out loud or write it down, I tried to articulate what thoughts and beliefs were going on for me at the time. Now a lot was about the other person in that case that triggered my resentment. It went something like this. You think you will get away with this? You think you are better than me? This is not fair. I can't get through to you. You just don't get it. You don't listen to me. You have betrayed me. You have disappointed me. I'm stuck in this. I'm helpless and I can't get out. You have the control and there is nothing I can do. Now, if you repeat the same exercise for something or someone that you feel resentment for, you will come up with your own expression of feelings and beliefs. Step 2. What does this tell you? In my case, all thoughts led to one conclusion. I'm stuck and nothing will change because of the other person. I have little power and little value. Now in that mindset, the often unspoken and unconscious assumption is, I will only feel better if you do something about it, if you stop doing what you do, if you apologize, and so on and so on. Step 3. I call it realization and rethinking. I realized thinking like that was wrong, wrong, big time wrong and very dangerous. And what's more, it wasn't fair on me. It was wrong thinking because I was giving my power away. People, including you and I, are what they are. We are not perfect and we are limited. If we make out our feelings are totally dependent on how others treat us or what feelings they evoke in us, then we are on shaky grounds. It's a bit like constantly saying, 
You make me feel like, I don't know, X, Y, Z. That's actually wrong. Nobody can make us feel like X, Y, Z. It's how we respond to their behavior. It's how we respond to a situation. It's how we make ourselves feel. The other can trigger something in us, but the emotional response is our own. And that's why things will not change unless we will change how we respond to it. So, if I say, you make me feel angry, and I think, therefore, you've got to stop doing what you're doing for me to stop feeling angry, it won't work like that unless the other person stops doing what they're doing, and often they don't. Well, that means that I will remain angry. I don't want to remain angry, so I've got to make a change in myself which does not mean accepting what the other person might be doing to us or to someone else, whatever the circumstance is. But my emotional response has to be different. I could assert myself. I could walk away. I could do a whole range of things. I could use the energy of the anger to do something about the situation. So, realization and rethinking is step three. Now, what do we do with all of that? I started to understand and recognize my anger and resentment triggers. And I also recognized some patterns and some things that were part of my personal history. A major issue for me is hitting my head against the proverbial brick wall. When dealing with companies who I pay to provide me with a service, but they don't, and they fail to see the problem, and they are inconsistent and arrogant and unhelpful and turn it on me as if I'm the one with a problem, as if I'm the stupid one. For me, that's a big thing. And even writing about it, I feel the resentment surging up, because bottom line, I feel helpless in feeling resentful. But I also realize what I actually feel is the fear about being helpless. I really feel uncomfortable in that feeling. I'm a grown woman and you will be a grown woman or a grown man. And I may have been helpless as a child when people treated me unfairly and I may have somehow internalized that experience and the fear of feeling like this. But the fact is, this is not my reality. This is not your reality. I'm not helpless and neither are you. And therefore the feeling and the fear that we have, even though it's understandable, is not a reflection of the real situation. We are grown-ups. We are adults. There are things that we can do. The reality is, I can walk away. I can complain. I can pick my battles. I have better things to get on with in my, in my life than carrying bitterness about whatever it may be. Life is too short. I've got to get on. And I want to get on. Step four. Preparation. 
This is really important. Knowing all that I've just said, I know that when I go or find myself in a trigger situation, then I need to be focused and remind myself that whatever happens, I have self-worth. I have dignity and I have choices. I can pick my battle or I can vote with my feet and walk away. Ultimately, I'm responsible for the choices I make. So, in summary, resentment is human and understandable. Too much is unhelpful, emotionally and physically, and we have the ability and choice to break out of the patterns which may take determination and energy. Not doing resentment well, that is a skill we can acquire, just like doing resentment well. I hope you found today's program of some use. And if you currently feel resentful or if something is about to happen in your life which can trigger your resentment, then perhaps try out those four key steps that we've discussed in today's program. And I should also say that with any attempt to change our behaviour or way of thinking, the way we feel, changing something that we might have done for decades, that can take time. So don't feel disheartened, don't feel negative or frustrated, do not give up if this is something that you find hard and difficult to achieve. It is a process. Give yourself time. Sometimes we forget things that we want to change and we go right back into our old pattern. And at other times, we might have the presence of mind to catch ourselves. I remember some changes in my life I would start off with by realizing something that I might have done perhaps months after the event. And when I started to want to make changes, I sometimes cut it down by a few months and then perhaps a few weeks and then a few days. Sometimes I would start catching it on the day, a few hours after the event, and sometimes I get a lot closer to it. It does take practice. Everything in life takes practice. And now I can, if I rely on my intuition and you have it too, I can anticipate some of these situations before they happen and I can help myself. So if you want to make change happen, stick with it. Do not give up. Give yourself time. Give yourself a chance. I can think of two previous programs here in my series Soul Cravings that you might also be interested in if you feel resentful. One is about how to make peace with our regrets and the other is about how to turn feeling hopeless into hope. You can catch up with articles on both topics on my website karenziegel.com or the information is on my website. If you have enjoyed today's program, then I look forward to welcoming you again here next week. If you haven't already, then why not also check out Cancer and You? 
It's a program for everyone affected by cancer, not just people with cancer, but also family, friends and colleagues. And a lot of what I talk there also applies to other life-changing illnesses or situations. Look after yourselves, take good care and I hope to see you here soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Soul Cravings with your host Karen Seeger. You can follow Karen on Twitter at Karen Seeger. Catch up with her articles, videos and work via her website karenseeger.com. That's K-A-R-I-N-S-I-E-G-E-R.com.